back with another edition of Adams County Unwrapped, where we are discovering the people in and around Adams County that make it special and have had an amazing impact this last year and what we're looking forward to in 2024. So today my guest is Matt Callery from the ever so popular podcast, Addressing Gettysburg. Welcome. Thank you, Amy. How are you? I'm very well, and it's good to have you here. I know working with community media, I have ran into you at almost everything that we've done out in the public this last year. You are pretty much everywhere. Mm -hmm. mm, yes, you are. I am, yes. Yes. Um, so is there quickly, a question to that? Yeah, okay. so tell our viewers who don't know about Addressing Gettysburg right. who you are and what, what your podcast is. Well, uh, Addressing Gettysburg is primarily a history show, mm -hmm. um, but I, I was a tourist here first before I moved here, and I just loved visiting Gettysburg, um, and I just had this feeling of being at home when I was here. And it drove me crazy, because I would go back to New Jersey, and I'd be miserable. Well, it's Jersey. Yeah, that's true, too. But I would come home, and uh, just longed to be back here. And so I, I moved down here um, in 2005 and I opened a business called Getty's Bike Tours. And um, I remember the, the lady, when I opened it, the, the lady who gave me my sign permit with the borough, she said, you know, other people have tried to do businesses like this and uh, they never last more than three years. And I'm proud to say, uh, that Getty's bike is still in business. Excellent. Uh, this year will be its, next year, 2005 will be its 20th year. Wow. So yeah, so uh, I, I don't have anything to do with it anymore, but it's still alive. And that's why it's successful. That's why it's successful. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so I moved back to Jersey. I got into film and video production, and I picked up the hobby of podcasting. Which was and, super new. Which was new. Uh, but I've always been interested in talk radio, mm -hmm. and I just, I just, I'm always, I'm one of those jerks that doesn't like to live up to other people's idea of what's yeah. good. I'd rather just show you, and then you decide, and you take it or yeah. leave it. But I don't want to, I don't want to audition. Yeah. You know what I mean? No format. I'll create my own little production company and do my own things. So that's, and that's what you did. And that's what I did. And so finally. Uh, I, I decided I had to move back to Gettysburg because I just missed it too much and I love it. And I had this old idea that was originally going to be a film, uh, a documentary called The Dress in Gettysburg, and it was supposed to be about how the different generations from the battle generation all the way up to today addressed Gettysburg. Yeah. In other words, the, the idea of Gettysburg, the, the, the culture of it, the whole thing. And um, so uh, films are hard to get off the ground. And I decided, well, I've, I've learned how to do podcasting, and I kind of like it. And I, it's the, the opportunities and the, uh, the ideas are limitless with a podcast. The film, a film is a film. You've got 90 minutes, you do it, and then there it is. But I could keep doing stuff with and a podcast. And changing formats and, and bringing it. Exactly. So with a podcast, a lot of people can do it from anywhere in the world, sit in their studio and create a podcast. But you moved from Jersey back to Gettysburg. Right to do the podcast, and why did you feel being here was essential? Well, I mean, imagine, uh, let's say you wanted to do a, a podcast about the, the Catholic Church, but you know, you're not in the Vatican. Like, it would, you wanted if to you go could to the still heart. do it, but it would be much better mm -hmm. to be able to interview people from the Vatican, and they only had to drive 10 minutes down the road. That's a great And you don't point. have to do it. I hate doing 
Skype or you know Zoom or whatever. Thing. I yeah. hate that. I want face to face. I want to look you in the eye, and I want to have that because there's a a connection you get in a room that you don't get get over Zoom. So yeah. um, I, I was like, well, I have to be down there because I need to. When I'm not recording shows, I need to be out and about, and I need to be in the history in community, meeting people, and and everything. And like you that. truly are. And what I love about being a part of Adams County and Gettysburg proper is you really do see the battlefield guides walking around town having coffee yeah. at lunch we um i run into you a lot everywhere and there's so many different things that happen in our town that you report on so it's just not so let me ask can somebody come to your podcast and listen and um be a patron if they're not exactly all about just the battle oh yeah so the one thing, I always think of my friend from high school, Jay. Mm -hmm. Jay would, now me and my two other friends were always interested in anything interesting. Yeah. And we'd be like, hey, I read this story about Mick Jagger the other day, and did you, did you know this? Or I read the story about the Titanic the other day, or whatever. And military history was another thing mm -hmm. that really got us all. And we would all you know, get together and hang out, and the three of us would be talking that stuff, and he'd sit there in silence, and then at one point he would just go, now history's boring. Yeah. And I never understood as we're, like we're demonstrating that it's interesting and we're all like, oh, that's so cool, you know. And he's like, nah, history's boring. Yeah. And then I remember one time I went to his house and what's on the television but the History Channel. And I was like, wait a second, I thought you said history was boring. Yeah. But he's watching some World War II documentary with flashy editing, sound effects and music that make it exciting. And I realized for the Jays of the world, yes. and with all due respect to Jay, they need bells and whistles and flashy things and things uh, to make it palatable for them. Yeah. And then the information can seep in. And in short little segments. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, but although long form is, is more popular nowadays, but I hear what you're saying. Anyway, I said, that's what I have to do. I love this stuff. I'm interested in this stuff. I think it's mm -hmm. the most fascinating stuff in the world. And I think you will too. But the problem is, and I, I used to, this, we used to have, when we first started, we had a t-shirt that said this, but I had, I had to change it because people got offended. It said, um, history is not boring, your teachers were. <laughs> and all the teachers in the audience were like, I'm a teacher and I'm not boring. And I go, well, then you're the exception. <laughs> but yeah. the rule is, and, and, it's, and what I'm saying with that, though, is the subject isn't boring. The people who presented it to you were. They did it in a boring way. The way we used to do it in school yeah. is boring. So I never wanted to preach to the choir with this. I wanted to convert the masses. There are other, you know, there are plenty of history podcasts out there where if you're like super hardcore into it and you know, like the stitch count on the buttonholes of the uniform of the 14th Brooklyn, then, you know, that's the podcast for you. Right. Um, we'll touch on that stuff, but we always do it. It's less history from on high and more like, in fact, I used to start the show. I don't do it anymore, but I used to start the show by saying, I'm learning, you're learning, so let's learn together that's with really, our guest, Amy Welsh, or yeah, whoever we're talking Yeah, that's really great. They'd and learn I nothing never, from me. <laughs> sure. Just don't watch that episode. That's probably true, actually. Yeah. But I never present the history myself. And if I do, I have it looked over by two or three other like licensed guides or park rangers or so, you know, historians that I know. Let because, me ask you, yeah. addressing Gettysburg podcast, anybody could join and listen 
and learn something. Yep. So you could have the level of a newbie like myself. Right. To... So for a newbie, we have yeah. narrative episodes, which I haven't finished them all the way through the battle because they take so long to produce. But they're they're kind of in the style of the Ken Burns uh, series where I use, there's no visuals. Um, it's all theater of the mind. So you have to have an imagination. People under a certain age have a harder time with this because they don't know how to use their imagination anymore. But try. You might like it. Um, but it's a narration telling the story, and I build soundscapes um, with sound effects that either I record or I source elsewhere. And um, that's intended for the Jays out there. Okay. okay. It's, it's simple. It's artistic, um, and it has sound effects and music and other people reading quotes um, uh, like, like, like Ken Burns did or, or many other So these are digestible so. for a, a drive, what are they, about an hour, two hours long yeah, each? Yeah, yeah. Well, there, so there's, so far there's two parts, mm -hmm. and they, the, the end of the second part ends at the day before the battle, so I haven't even touched the battle yet. And so, so you're learning about the history, the why. What leads up, exactly. Why do, okay. we, why do we even come up here? The war's down in Virginia. Why are we up here? So we got to give you that background. So we started with that. And then so people who are um, more learned than myself or the Jays, then you have your, your mid-level historians all the way up to your um, battlefield guides who are guests on your show quite they, a lot. They, well, they, they're not only guests, but I have a lot that are patrons on uh, Patreon or they just admit to being regular listeners of the show because they learn from other guides. I don't, like I said, I don't present the history. I host a show. I'm a student of the battle. Mm -hmm. I'm not an expert by any means. And so I had to answer the question, why did I have to come here? Because everybody's here. All the yeah. resources are here. All of the licensed guides, the park rangers, Peter Carmichael over at the college, um, you know, they're all here. And in order for this show to be rich and valuable to the listener, I realized that I had to uproot my life, move down here, immerse myself in the community, and pull the community out um, uh, and, and show it to the world. And I like that you present it in a multitude of different ways. So you have the, be the beginner kind of learning podcast. Then you have the, the mid-level to high-end podcast. You also have YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. You've had over 2 million downloads across your platform. Yes. Acro yeah, right. Across the platform. All platforms, 2 million total downloads. That's uh, let's see, we, four, so we've been doing podcasts for four years. I've been building this for five, but the first podcast was released mm -hmm. uh, about a year after I started building it. And so that was four years ago. And um, so that's two million in four years. But we, it took us three years to hit the first million, and then we hit the second million almost a year later. So it's grown pretty rapidly in that fourth year. Some of the things that you also do is when I see you, you took, um, well, Steve Sims, yeah, and you went to Little Round Top. Yep. And so you're kind of the, the eye of the battlefield and what's happening with that, what's going on, letting people know what's shut down, what's open, what's being worked on. Well, what's, I'm very fortunate there. Um, I, I don't know how, but somehow I've been able to cultivate a good relationship with the Park Service. 
and um, Chris Gwynn, who's the chief of interpretation over there, is a, a friend of mine. Uh, or at least I like to think he's a friend of mine. <laughs> and I've known him for a while, and, and we seem to get along pretty well. But we, uh, you know, he comes on the show every once in a while. Once a season, I like to have him on to update everybody. What can you expect from the interpretive programming this season? Um, and then Steve Sims, I had a meeting with him a couple years ago, and I said, uh, I said, listen, um, you know, you're the new guy. You've made all these changes, and everybody's up in arms over these changes. And, but we're not hearing from you. We don't know you, you know. And I'm like, I'm sitting having coffee with you, and I think you're a really nice guy. You should come on my show, and let's take calls from the audience, and people can ask you questions. And he didn't hesitate. He's like, yeah, let's so do it. So you created that platform. So what I, what I started a couple years after initially starting, when the, I felt the timing was right, was a show called AG Today, or Addressing Gettysburg Today. And we deal with everything going on today. Okay. And it, it's, it's got a couple of purposes. One is to, so here's the idea. You're a history nerd, you search for Gettysburg, you find Addressing Gettysburg, you listen to the history podcasts. That makes you really want to come and visit us here in Gettysburg. Well, then what do you do? How do you know what to do? How do you know what the culture's like, what the community is like here in Gettysburg? What, where do you eat? Where do you sleep? Where do you do all this stuff? Yeah. Well, that's what Age Today is for. It's all, that's one point. The other point is, you know, I do this full-time. This is my mm -hmm. full-time job. And when you are dealing, I don't, it's not a five-day, it's a seven-day work week for me. <laughs> and when you are dealing with death and maiming and misery, reading about it over and over again, mm -hmm. eventually you kind of start to feel like you experienced it yourself. And I haven't. And it's, I'm not even saying I can relate. But you get a sense of just darkness. Yeah. And so I, I like to laugh. I like to joke around. And so I kind of pulled together a little team that is conducive to that type of an of a environment. And that's what addressing Gettysburg today is. It's, 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 you get an idea of what's going on today. And it's a place for me to keep my sanity. Yeah. <laughs> so we do that every week as a live stream on YouTube. Uh, we do have guests on that. But for the most part, we like, like yesterday we just did our Christmas show. Mm -hmm. And I bought a Santa outfit and I dressed up like Santa Claus and had some of the listeners uh, call in with their kids to tell them, you know, tell Santa what they wanted for Christmas. And um, the phone, t the technology of the phone was not working right. So it, it, did, it turned out to be a real mess. And the suit was really hot and I couldn't breathe through the beard and I almost passed out. It's a good uh, show. Yeah, and then my co-host, Bethany, uh, Bethany Yingling, who is, uh, she works for the Gettysburg Foundation. She's not on in an official capacity with the foundation. She's on as Bethany Yingling. But she, she worked for a very uh, long time uh, over at the Children's Museum. Uh, and I think now she's over at the train station. But she's very good. She's very funny and very personable. And so she dressed up as Mrs. Claus. And so we did a Santa and Mrs. Claus thing. And it turned out... <laughs> To be an interesting little, we just improvised the whole thing. But anyway, so we have fun with that. And then if you really want to get into the nitty gritty of the history, then you, become, you could become a supporting member over on patreon.com slash addressing Gettysburg. And um, we don't even know if the camera's on us, but we're just... We don't <laughs> even know. So, uh, you, you, and that is how I make it so that I can do this seven days a week that makes many sense. hours a day is because of all the support that I get over there and what we give you there I don't I don't believe in you know oh you know become a member of my patreon and I'll send you a t-shirt mm -hmm. and a thumbs up thank you I do give you a thank you 
But I think I give you something far more valuable than a t-shirt and a thank you. I think what we give you is more of an education. We use Gettysburg as a springboard to explore the Civil War as a whole. And, and also Gettysburg's history as a whole. It's not just the Battle of Gettysburg that we have here. There's World War I history, World War II history. We had a president who lived here. So there's a lot to explore yeah. in this tiny little town. In fact, we just did an episode not too long ago about the Battle of Fort McHenry. Are you familiar? Nope. The Battle of Fort McHenry, real quick, that's where we get the Star Spangled Banner from. Okay, and yes, okay, yes. flag was still yes. there. Francis As Scott Key was, was on, on, a, ship. on a ship. And, yes, okay. So Yelling he, down to the guys below. He goes, our flag is still there. Is the flag still there? Yeah, it's there. The flag is still there. <laughs> yes. So anyway, uh, so uh, we had a guy on, Tom McMillan. He wrote a book called Our Flag Was Still There. And there's an interesting connection between the commander of the fort, Major Anderson, I'm sorry, uh, Armistead, mm -hmm. uh, and Gettysburg. As his nephew was General Lewis Armistead of the Confederate Army, and he would be mortally wounded in Pickett's charge. Oh, wow. But even more interesting than that is uh, Major Armistead sent his wife, who was with child, away when he felt battle was imminent for her own safety. Mm -hmm. And where did he send her to? Gettysburg. 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 Why Gettysburg? Because he thought for sure that's the safest place to be. I guess. I don't know. They had friends in the, up here, the Stuarts, that they sent, them, uh, sent her up here with. And then he came up and uh, recovered her, retrieved her, when everything was better. Now, wow. here's the thing that I'm thinking, and he couldn't have known this, but this is why I think history is so interesting. He's riding up here to get his wife, perhaps passing the fields that his nephew would die on 50 years later. Wow. And not realizing it. And, you know, Gettysburg, it's like, it's in the middle of nowhere, like, you know. But it's, for some reason, it's such an important part of, of American history. It, it is, and there are so many things that happen here then to present. So even on your podcast and your YouTube channels, you have, um, you were at the 30th year mm. reunion of the movie Gettysburg, yeah. and then you also had some cast on from the movie A Gettysburg Christmas. So you really do encompass everything <clears throat> in and around Gettysburg that right. happens. It's uh, the culture of Gettysburg. That's why I always say that <clears throat> the way my logo should be, it should say addressing Gettysburg. Mm -hmm. And because it's, again, like when I was talking about the, the idea for the documentary, it's more of the idea of what Gettysburg means now, not what it meant during the battle. Mm -hmm. It means so much now. And there's a whole culture around it. And it attracts people for various reasons from various walks of life. Let me ask you a question regarding um, attracting culture. So you were young when you first came here. 17, yeah. And then, do you feel it has changed in the last 46 years since you were 17? <laughs> do you think, what I'm saying is the culture... Well, I don't know. You used to come here as a 19-year-old for the summers. Has it changed in the 70, 80 years since you were... <laughs> the 80 years since I've been a child. See, I wasn't into history, though. Yeah. That's but you, different. But you still recognize... I mean, But I want to know, yeah. do you feel the generations are maintaining a thriving interest in history? I think... Or okay. is it dwindling? I think when I started coming here, 
the okay, so you got a, the centennial era. So the that's 18, when you started the nineteen sixty. I came here in the nineteen sixties during the hundredth anniversary. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, remarkably, I use uh, moisture. What is that cream you use? Because I would like to get in on some yeah. of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so that that a lot of businesses sprouted up then, mm -hmm. and many of them grew and, and maintained for a few decades. So when I started coming in the nineties. I didn't know this at the time, but a lot of these were on the downward slope, yeah. maybe, or mm -hmm. starting to be. Or and these were like tourism yeah, yeah, centers? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, when I moved here in 05, I felt like I was very, I remember I was very frustrated because I was 27 and I, I had all these ideas, but no money to do them with. Mm -hmm. And no one with money would listen to a 27 year old who had ideas. Because, I mean, frankly, you know, uh, You've, okay, yeah, all right, whatever, kid, you got these ideas. I have this business that's been running for 40 years. I don't need any, I don't need to improve. I don't need to innovate. But a lot of those businesses aren't here anymore mm -hmm. because they didn't improve and they didn't innovate. And I'm sure for other reasons, I don't know, I'm not in their personal business. But my point is, I think Gettysburg had a little, uh, not a death, but it had a, uh, it had a slump okay. for a while. Um, and I think it's starting to come out of that. It's been coming out of that slump because a lot of the businesses I see now are not, they're not history related per se. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Right. Because of you, you have to balance history mm -hmm. and staying alive so you don't become history. Yeah. So how do you stay alive? Well, you have to attract people who will spend their money in town. And Sorry, they're, they're not in the mood to look at wax figures of presidents and generals that don't look real. Yeah. And, and so those, you know, we've, the, the, it's changed everything. And so now with like, for example, the Adams County Historical Society, um, they have an interactive, in their new museum, they have an interactive, uh, I don't know what you would call it, not display, but uh, uh, thing. Yes. Where you're, you're, it's like you're in a house while the battle is raging in the streets outside your windows. Have you been in that yet? No. Oh, we got I got to take you in there. Okay. So it's awesome, right? And you do a lot of, speaking of taking me places, but you do a lot of live streams from yeah. places. Yeah. So that's another thing on, on like your social media, Facebook. I could go on and even if I can't make it to one of these places, you're live streaming or walking us through an experience. Yeah, I don't do as much walking anymore. I don't have the time. Yeah, so what I, what I started is doing very time is, consuming. Yeah, I found that um, I, uh, when I would be going into work, I don't want to sit in an office all day. I want to be outside. Well, your office is Gettysburg. And sure. I want to touch on something before I, I forget with all these great things. So you write it down. You, I, I know. You uh, recently interviewed... Uh, Bo Brinkman regarding the Christmas movie he did. Yeah. And he was saying that bringing people to Gettysburg to experience Gettysburg as a Christmas town then drives them into the history, which is That's also true. Yeah. You're driving people into the history, which then brings people into the town. So I'm, I'm snatching them from the history world and I'm bringing them into the modern town. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and and then I also think, like, like Bo with the Christmas movie, and I remember saying this to Bo um, when he started talking about it. I go, I was like, listen, because everybody has been saying since the last movie, we need another movie, because that movie made business shoot up. 
And that's the Gettysburg that's movie. That's Gettysburg. Yeah, the, thir the one we just had ago. the 30 yeah. year anniversary. And that, I don't know, maybe they rode that wave for 10 years and then it stopped mm -hmm. and no one else had an idea how to innovate. And so uh, they were just, oh, if only somebody would make another movie. And that is kind of part of the story of how Bo got into doing this movie because his girlfriend, Chris Webb, she heard people saying that and mm -hmm. she's like, you know, the only person I know who could do this is Bo. Yeah. And so she contacted Bo, and uh, and and said, you know, you got to come, you got to do something. And so he thought about it for a while, and finally came up with the idea to do a Christmas movie based on a, a book by Craig Rupp. And um, I said to him, I go, look, I don't understand it, but people love these Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm one of them. Don't get it Ask at all. Ask me anything not. about a Hallmark Christmas movie. They're Keep going. Terrible. The best. They're an insult to In film. Incredibly amazing. Regardless, they uh, are the best. They, uh, they love these movies. People just as enthusiastically yes. love Gettysburg. Yes. You put these two together. Now, there's there's some overlap, I'm sure, within those two groups where they love both. Yes. You put the two together. Magic. You've got a you've got a hit yes. on your hands, and he's like, "Well, I don't know. It's a Christmas movie." I go, "No, I'm telling you, Bo. I know the Gettysburg enthusiasts. I know them. Mm -hmm. I hear from, they're my audience. I hear from them all the time. I was one of them. I know yeah. how much we love this place. They will watch it just to see Gettysburg on film. Christmas people will watch it because it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, and then and they'll then, learn. Right, and so now the Christmas people are going to want to come here. And I've always said we need to figure out a way to make Gettysburg a year-round town where people, as many people come in the winter as they do in the summer and fall. It's a remarkable place. It's an amazing place. And, and there are so many businesses that relate back to what you do, the Battle of Gettysburg, all year. Yeah. You, you can't. The battle is my main focus, but I realize, now I, I run, this is my business, right? I make mm -hmm. my living doing this. So I have to also think of it as a business. So I have to be aware of everything mm -hmm. that is going on around me or as much of it as I can be because there's plenty of things people go, oh, you're going to the such and such. And I'm like, never heard of it. So yeah. you know, there's a lot of things that I don't know. But the, uh, the things I am aware of that I do know that I have patronized myself, that I've been a customer of, those are the people I approach first to become sponsors of the show because I'm like, I love what you do. I want to tell my audience about it, but this is how I make my living. I'm not going to do it but for free. That's, so, that's a way so. to collaborate. Exactly. And, and you collaborate with a lot of people in town. I love it. Listen, it's so much nicer of a life to work with people mm -hmm. than to go around making trouble for everybody. And I would rather work with people than sit there because the person who sits aside and criticizes, he gets nothing done with his life. There you go. He goes nowhere. So it's better to, uh, to find ways to work with people and to see. I, I, a friend of mine was who, back in Jersey. He's a rabbi. And he's, he told me, you know, one of the things, we, we always like to talk religion and philosophy and things like that. And, and he said, well, you know, we, we believe that, you know, if you're whatever you are, a roofer, an accountant, it uh, uh, doesn't matter. You're at a party, you let people know what you do so that you may be of service to them. And I was like, that's, oh, that's a good way to think of it. How can I be of service to you? Because in being in service to someone else, you're being in service to yourself. You're helping yourself by helping other people. Absolutely. And that's not a selfish thing. 
we all have to help ourselves first. Yeah. But by doing it with other people, that's how you, um, you just, it's just, you're spreading you collectively good vibes by doing grow. it. Yeah. And what's great about Gettysburg is people here are invested in this town. Oh, yeah. Greatly. So you have collaborated with many different people. I know Eric Dorr is one of them. We Eric talked Dorr, yeah. Eric Dorr has the Gettysburg Museum of History. He is like my savior because uh, originally our studio was in a shed in, a, in the parking lot at the visitor center uh, when I, I was partners in Getty's Bike Tours, and that was our our office shed. We had enough space in there. The other yeah. owner was like, why don't you just make your studio here? So I did. But then the show started to grow and I needed more space. And Getty's bike was looking to grow and they needed more space. And I was like, I got to get out of here, but I don't know where to go because the revenue wasn't enough yet for me to rent a place. Like, yeah. This awesome. I would love to have this bike. But like, okay. um, I, so like, like a godsend, Eric came to me one day and we, we've been friends for over a decade. And he's like, hey, man, you know, I love what you do. And, um, well, that's not what he said first. He said, you know, I'm, I'm acquiring this building, and there's office space, and I'd like to give you studio space. And I was like, well, what do you want for it? And he's like, just promote the museum. I go, really? And he's like, yeah. He goes, listen, I love what you're doing. I think you're onto something that's going to be bigger, and I want to help you. And I was like, okay. You that's know, so incredible. Gettysburg Museum of History. Gettysburg Museum of History. Gettysburg you got to check it out. Museum and honestly, you do. It was uh, it, before before this arrangement. Um, I, I went in there about I don't know ten something years ago for the first time, and I was like, "This is so cool." There's so many interesting artifacts in there. So many. And what what frustrates me is that it's right there on Baltimore Street, and people are like, "Yeah, I've heard of that. Where is it?" It's like it's right there. So you gotta you gotta find it and and head out there because it's it's fantastic. And but you anyway, talk about so that on your now. show. Oh yeah, and some of his artifacts probably you get to mention on your show. Yeah, uh, we're gonna actually after the new year start a new segment on AG Today, which is called What's New at the Museum, and uh, every so often, uh, once a month, twice a month, I don't know, we haven't figured it out yet. Uh, Eric will come on and show us uh, an artifact that he's got in the museum. And uh, yeah, just to, just to kind of keep it going. So your podcast, sorry, really hits on so many levels. You're, you're really insular. But you have another segment on your podcast where you really highlight and focus on women in Gettysburg. Yes, well, and you had a hand in that. It was your idea. <laughs> It's a show called That's What She Said. And um, here's what it's about. So, as a woman in Gettysburg now, I wanted to know the history of, of women. And I definitely went to the Jenny Wade house. I learned about Iverson's pits and in that. At the, the Jenny Wade house you did? Um, no, I went on a little oh, okay. tour. And then the Shriver house, I learned about. Love the Shriver house. Uh, George and Hetty Shriver and how she maintained that family while he was gone over those those crucial years. And I started learning more and more about the women's history of Gettysburg. And I wanted to learn more and I didn't know where. So I that's when I was talking to you about how do I learn more about the women's history here? And there really was no one stop solution for that. And so 
Mm -mm. And you said, you should do a show called That's What She Said. That's What She Said. And so I was like, that's a great idea. And I got uh, my friend Veronica Bristensky Esquire and uh, Bethany Yingling. Veronica was my old co-host on, uh, I should say former, she's younger than I am, uh, on AG Today. But she had a career change, and so she doesn't have the time now. So Bethany has stepped into her shoes. And they know the subjects well. They, they do. They're both... Um, at different stages of learning about it, which is good because they're, you know, Veronica's a little newer to the whole subject. Mm -hmm. So she's got, I don't, I don't want to say more uh, of an appetite or more of an enthusiasm, but, um, you know, it's all new to her. And, and Bethany is uh, very, very knowledgeable in everything. So she's, oh, yeah, yeah, that. I was like, oh, yeah, we can pull on that. And then she'll refresh herself. So I think it's good because they, they mm -hmm. counter each other, counterbalance each other really well. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's a lot of fun, and the audience really loves it. It's not available for free yet. We're kind of, uh, as they say, beta testing it yeah. on Patreon, and the Patreon audience loves it. And so those will be out for free next year in September. And another thing that I love that you have done on your podcast or your live streaming is um, you just sometimes will drive around and just highlight for the AG today, what's happening today. Just highlight the town of what's going on. Where's their construction? Where's the new restaurant yeah, yeah, popping yeah. up? And just well, highlighting the people of this town. Well, so I got to tell you, I love the town. I have met the best people in my life I've met here. And um, I, to me, they're celebrities, right? And I want to show them off. I want everybody else to see them. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and, and the businesses too. I mean, it's just really solid, good people down here. Absolutely. And, and you know, coming from Jersey, that's like a, <laughs> such an odd thing. But so I love it. And, and I, I feel like, you know, I'm like, these people, they're, they're working hard. They're, they're doing what they do. They don't want any recognition. They're not asking for anything. But I think they deserve to be recognized. And things that you also do is you do symposiums every winter. You, you, um, oh, so that's... you highlight, um, you have shows behind the Farnsworth house. You, you do a lot to highlight the people right. of this town. So we have like, a, a I hate the word, but we have a community. Yeah. <laughs> it's overused. That's why I hate it. Um, but it, I, there's no better word for it. We have a community of people, and every month between April and October, we offer free tours of the battlefield. We call them the get-out-of-the-car tours. What started that? Um, well, I took a walking tour with um, a park ranger, and I saw something on this tour. I don't remember what it was, but it was something that I had never seen before, and I couldn't have seen staying in my car. And then I went on another one the next week, and the same thing. And I was like, so, so the key is you got to get out of the car to see the full picture. And that's another great reason that you're here, because you can discover and then bring to the public. So yeah. get out of the car tour is free for so anybody? So that's free for anybody. They're the, typically the third Saturday of the month, um, but some months... Like uh, May, we do it on Memorial Day weekend because more people are in town. And then July, we take off because it's hot as hell and yeah. nobody, nobody wants to be out in that heat. Um, but yeah, for the most part, they're the third Saturday of the month. And then you also mentioned our live shows. We do shows. We're looking to do four this year in front of an audience. Uh, those are not free. You have to pay the tickets because it costs us money to get the rooms. Um, but 
uh, they this year we're going to do uh, I do a, a show on Patreon called Spotlight On, and it's a biographical inf uh, interview with the historians that we've had on the show. Um, and I'm actually kind of stretching out beyond historians, just anybody that I find interesting that's in this sphere, you know. Uh, anyway, so we're going to try to do, uh, I think, two of those formatted shows um, this coming year. And then one is going to be a concert by my friend Billy Webster, who did an entire album of Civil War songs, but with his kind of modern rock and roll style on it, at my behest. I said, well, I, when I started the show, my favorite Civil War song is called Gary Owen. Uh -huh. and oh, Gary Owen. Yes. You're thinking of the bar, but, but close. Um, and so I, I said to him, he said, Billy, I sent him a couple of links. I'm like, here's a song. It's my favorite song from that era. Can you make it in your style so I could use it as my theme? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, give me some time. And he did it. And he's like, I got to tell you, I really loved doing that because it's something new to me, you know? I was like, great. And then I kept hearing from the audience, like, who does that song at the end of your show? Can I get it? Where can I get it? So I said, listen, we need to make an we. You need to make an album. <laughs> I'll send you a bunch of links to Civil War songs, and you do what you can. And it took him two years, but he did it. And so he's got an album called Marching Through Georgia. You can go to billysongs.com and get it for like 10 bucks. And they're really good. And he's going to perform. So he's, gonna, he's got a, a couple of his musician friends that are going to come down. Uh, all the wives got together and talked. They're like, let's just make it a multifamily little vacation. So they're going to come down, uh, I believe, in July. And yeah, July 26th, we're going to do that. Nice. And uh, so we're going to have a little concert, which is great because I don't have to do anything for that show except put it on instead and of hosting. And that's a whole nother way that you're driving business and industry back into Gettysburg yeah, yeah. by creating these opportunities, completely creating them. Well, and what I want to do with those is they're, they're great fundraisers for addressing Gettysburg because, you know, equipment breaks down. I have, I have goals that I want to accomplish and I need to fund them. Um, but I, I realized this year what I want to do, and moving beyond, not just this year, is I want to do them as fundraisers for nonprofits. So, like, for example, the Adams County Historical Society, we're going to do a show there. I haven't talked to them about this yet, but, uh, <laughs> but what I want to propose is that, you know, we do it as a fundraiser for you guys. So we sell the tickets, uh, you know, but it's, it's a fundraiser for you. So at the end, you can give your pitch, you know, to get funds and things like that, because I think... I think the nonprofits in the in this well, I mean I'm sure anywhere, but I only care about Gettysburg, they do such a great job. And you know, they've they've gotta keep the lights on just like everybody else does. Yeah. And so um I, I feel like we should probably do a little bit more to help them, uh, all of them. You know, That's with the Seminary great. Ridge Museum, we like to do things with them as yeah, well. Yeah, you do a lot of things that you're talking about on your podcast. You're highlighting on your YouTube channel. So when your listeners come to Gettysburg, they take your advice. They go to these places. They're eating. Oh, yeah. They're staying. One of our sponsors for The Historian says that he could always tell when we've talked to an author on a show because they sell out of their book. That's incredible. So, which is great because that's exactly what I want to have happen. You know, I want the author to sell copies. I want my sponsor to sell copies because that means the author will come on again and the sponsor will continue to sponsor. That is so great. Yeah. So how do, let's hit all the levels. How do people listen to your podcast? With their ears. Excellent. 
If you have ears, you can listen to his podcast. <laughs> and where would they find that? <laughs> no, you can find it. Okay, so free shows, you can find anywhere that you find podcasts. So if you listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Do they or just Stitcher, go to Addressing Gettysburg? Just type in Addressing Gettysburg. You could go to addressinggettysburg.com, mm -hmm. and there you can find where to find us, how to support the show, and yeah. also um, the events that we have. We have our events there uh, as well. Um, like For example, tomorrow we have our annual Christmas party. Yes, yes. And it's just a little get-together with 85 of our closest friends that are nice. going to be there tomorrow. Yeah, it's nice. nice. And so anyway, so all those things uh, you can find through the website. Um, I would recommend, it, we have Instagram and Facebook, but I've, I've found that they're not really worth my time as much anymore. They're very personable, and you like to talk and interact. I like interaction, yeah. And, and, you, and it's hard to get that. Facebook and, and Instagram, they're owned by the same company, and they pay, play kind of fast and loose with your reach and who sees you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you work hard to make these posts, and then nobody sees them and nobody interacts. Um, and you got to keep doing it over and over again multiple times a day in order for Facebook or Instagram to say, yeah, you're worth it. I don't need that. So YouTube and Patreon, actually Patreon has really revamped the way they work and you can now follow someone for free. Nice. And I can make uh, certain things available for free to people. So I'm going to use that as my Instagram from now on and uh, YouTube. And those are the two ways I'm going to communicate with, with people. We're, going, we're producing videos going into 2024. Um, and one of those is with uh, the Park Service. We have an official partnership with Park to uh, videotape and publish their winter lectures, which is great. That is uh, incredible. Yeah. And that's uh, thanks to Chris Gwynn, because he, uh, he offered that to us a couple months ago. And um, that's a huge thing for us. So. Um, I say us, me. <laughs> I do all the work. It's the royal way. But it's addressing Gettysburg is how they, they can find you. And what about your free weekly shows on Thursday? Those are free on YouTube. They're at 5.30 Eastern. Okay, every Thursday. As long as we can get our butts in the seats by 5.30, yeah. Yeah. Um, and those run an hour and a half, two hours long. And you have interesting guests. Having. Authors. Yeah. Tour uh, yeah, uh, guides. In locals. Locals. We, we, so... AG Today, that's the show you're talking about, is more interested in local business owners um, or people who run nonprofits, people who are putting on events. We want to know what you're doing because you're doing interesting things and we want to share it with the world. And, you know, I feel like that it's funny because really very few people here know who we are mm -hmm. unless you're in the history world. Business community doesn't really know who we are. Um, and that's because I really haven't made much of an effort to be known here. I'm looking to be known everywhere else to, to pull bring, people here. Yeah. Well, community media, I know we've collaborated on several different things yeah. out and about to highlight the, the same things together. Yeah. Well, we, the, the little round top thing was a big one um, back in April. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we did a live stream from there with Steve Sims. You know, for those of you who don't know, because a lot of people don't know, uh, Little Round Top has been uh, closed for about a year and a half. 
and that's because they're doing uh, rehabilitation on the ground. Uh, and it's interesting for people to know what's happening. When is it going to be open? Yeah, well, and especially when, <laughs> when they closed it. You know, you read the comments on Facebook and stuff, and they're so negative, and it's just like, oh, you know, everything's a conspiracy, yeah. right? So you give a voice to. So I say, no, all right, you think that they're playing uh, tricky, tricky little games on you here? We're going to take you up there, and we're going to show you exactly what they're doing. And, and that was a great opportunity when Community Media yeah. got to collaborate with you. Absolutely. And that was offered to us, by the way, by Superintendent Sims. He said, would you rather, because he was supposed to come into the studio and do another thing where we take calls. And he goes, would you rather do a video from Little Round Top? And I said, yes. yes. And let me speak to that. I know that during the pandemic years, people were kind of shut inside. Yeah. And do you feel that your podcast spoke to a section of people um, to feel united about a common theme? I'll tell you that as much as I wasn't really in favor of locking everybody in their homes, that was a great boon for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and I've heard from many of my uh, listeners, not so much the newer ones, because obviously it's over and they're discovering us now, but that original core of Patreon supporters, um, they told me that, you know, and they use, they use terms that I'm very uncomfortable with, like, you saved my life or you meant the world to me. And I don't, I don't dislike it. I just, I'm not uh, comfortable with such high praise. <laughs> yeah. um, but I know what they're saying and I accept it anyway. Um, but they say that uh, you know they had nothing to do, and it presented them an opportunity to rediscover themselves and their interests. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things they said was like, "Oh, let me let me start looking up Gettysburg stuff. I haven't looked into Gettysburg in twenty years." You know, so somebody has and then they find us an interest. They could live anywhere in the United States or the world. Find a dress in Gettysburg and be a part of a live Thursday show. Mm -hmm. In or, fact, last night we had a guy from Australia call in. Really? Yeah. So The connection was terrible, but he, he, <laughs> he tried it, yeah. <laughs> what I love about the podcast here in town is you really are connecting not just exterior people to Insular Gettysburg, Battlefield, but you're bringing the people in here out there as yeah. well. You're really doing a multiple connection to, to the town. You're really serving not just your self-interest or the business, but you're serving the people of Gettysburg and the people outside. Even, yeah. if, even if they might not ever be able to really come here, they can learn about this history, see the history, watch your shows, and, and find um, a connection to like-minded people, and that's that's not always easy to do. No, it isn't. Um, I've always been good with people, and I've always enjoyed people. Um, they make life far more interesting than being alone in your basement. Yeah. And um, there were a number of years where I spent <laughs> time alone in my basement. Yeah. And uh, it was miserable. And uh, but which and that was out of character for me those those years. And so. Um, I, once I got back in touch with myself, I was like, you know what? I like people. I like making connections for people. And I don't care if I get anything out of it. I mean, sometimes, you know, if, yeah. if, you're, if I'm going to connect you and you're going to make a million dollars, well, I'd like 10%. Let's get in on but, that. Yeah, but like otherwise, um, I don't really care. If, if you and, you know, Joe Schmo over there 
can get together and create something out of nothing. It would be, I'm kind of at that age where I'd rather see the idea happen than get something out of it, you know? Yeah. Even if it's my idea and I told you at a dinner party and you ran with it and I, oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad you did it. Like, you know, and so, yeah, I just, like I said, I love this town. This town has meant so much to me. I have met the nicest, most helpful people when I lived here in Gettysburg. And, uh, you know, none of them are relatives. They didn't have to be kind. They didn't have to be helpful, but they were. And this place has been good to me. And I want to, I think it deserves better. And I want to do whatever I can to uh, bring better to it. And, and keep people knowledgeable. Keep that interest in history. Clarify it well, that's from what I want to do for not you. being boring, right. but into something exciting. Yeah. Well, I want the rest of the world to know that our story, and by our story, I mean the story of the American Civil War um, and what happened here is vital, uh, it's symbolic, it's very important for us to understand who we are today, to understand the Civil War and well, maybe even Reconstruction, which hardly ever gets talked about, but this isn't time for that. But, um, and, and Gettysburg, to me, I, I said this in a a video for the 30th anniversary of the movie that the American Battlefield Trust put out. And I have to admit, I stole it from Scott Hartwig, and I don't know if he came up with it or he took it from someone else. But Gettysburg, the Battle of Gettysburg, is the gateway drug to the Civil War. And that's Scott's line. And then I added to it, the movie Gettysburg is the gateway drug to the gateway drug to the Civil War. You watch the movie, you want to know about the battle, you learn about the battle, you want to know about the rest of the war. So I hope that yeah. addressing Gettysburg eventually will be put up there maybe somewhere around the movie as the gateway drug to the battle. And, and our town. Because like you said, you, your friends are going to come and, and talk about the battle and their wives are going to, oh, let's. So, yes. so bringing people to Gettysburg, you, have the, you either come for the battle and learn about the town or you come from the, for the town and learn about the battle. Oh, and what I like oh, yeah. about your podcast is you really do address all of those things in and around Gettysburg, not just through your, your podcast on history learning, your, your Patreon channel where you really get deep dive discussions, um, and then your AG today, which is what is happening in and around Gettysburg for the community. Yes. So if you're coming to visit this week, this month, this is what's happening. If you're coming in the spring, this is what you can anticipate and expect mm -hmm. from insular to exterior. So I love that you've put a lot, a lot of time, effort in, into making this your passion project. Yes, it is. And you have many, many supporters out there. So again, anybody who wants to support or be a part of addressinggettysburg.com will lead them directly to your site, where then they could go to the list of all the different social media, your podcast, your YouTube, and of course, every Thursday, Eastern Standard Time, 530, uh, to get some laughs and make history not so boring and just laugh with like-minded people. Yeah, that's the thing is uh, we're all a bunch of nerds and uh, you'll find outside of Gettysburg we have a lot of the same cultural references. I mean, we're all brought up in the same culture, you know, for the most part. And, you know, the, the, the audience does tend to skew a little middle-aged and above, uh, so we all have the same... You know, yeah, but keep history alive. It doesn't matter, yeah. And, and there, I, what's encouraging to me is I see more uh, families coming on the tours that we put on and dogs. People bring their dogs, they bring their families. 
Uh, and that's nice to see because we want, you got to get the kids involved with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because if they don't get that spark now, they might not get it later in life. And you got to, you know, if you have it, mom and dad, you got to bring the kids here now. I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're doing thank great you. stuff for our town. I'm glad we were able to collaborate with you on multiple different things. Yeah, we'll and, do more. And other, other people in and around the community. You're doing good works. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for joining me again for another episode of Adams County Unwrapped, where we discover the people who make this place very, very special. And we look forward to seeing what they're up to in 2024. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm.